Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. What's really good and welcome back to another collaboration episode of the Sanchez Show and Real Fans Real Talk. As always, I'm your host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. Got my main man with me, Trip Young, Anthony Jones. Trip, how you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. We got the, the Giants on, uh, on on Monday Night Football right now. I'm, I'm hoping they can steal a little win in. I know they, you know, it's gonna be hard going against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but you know, we still we still gotta gotta think positive vibes, man. Uh, New York City is buzzing right now, so you know it can't hurt. Maybe, maybe some of the, that Knicks energy will rub off on the Giants. First of all, don't don't associate my beloved Knicks with what's going on over there at MetLife Stadium. Don't do those 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 things. Uh, but I see you got your giant hat on. You holding out hope that maybe they could build on last week's victory over the Panthers. Yeah, I am. And we know we know the Chiefs have been very shaky the last few weeks, so maybe they build on that. Yeah, we got well, we got we got to wait and see. It's it's, it's just about uh game time. Um, you know, we got a couple of we got uh, Tony is back tonight. Uh, he, you know, last time he was on the field, he had a great game for us, hundred uh, sixty yards almost, and uh, I believe it was. So hopefully he can he can get some of that back. I'm just, you know I'm just hoping for the ticket purposes, <laughs> though, that I need I need like I need two fifty from uh, Daniel Jones. And I need three hundred from uh from from Patrick Mahomes. So if I can get that happening, oh I need like eighty from uh, Kelsey too. <laughs> so just throwing well, all hey, that out there right now. Good, good luck with that. I, I I need eighty from Tyreek Hill. I'm just gonna throw that out there as well. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean they so can both get it. We, we, we think it the same way. They can both get it though. Right, right. We 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 might all be able to win tonight. But uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, obviously the NBA is in, in the full swing of things. We got the World Series going to game six, mm -hmm. but we got to start with the NFL. Week eight wraps up tonight, as we mentioned, Kansas City uh, facing off against the Giants. But a lot of headlines coming out of last night. Uh, we saw Jameis Winston. He looks like he might be done for the season. Derrick Henry is looks like he's going to be done for the season. Yeah. Vaughn Miller is getting traded to the Rams. And then we saw some upset victories yesterday. We saw uh, the Patriots go into L.A. and win. And we saw the Saints on a third-string quarterback be able to beat the Buccaneers. What was your major takeaway from Week Eight yesterday? Um, for, well, first of all, I think the, the the Jets didn't just shock me. I think the Jets uh, shocked the world when they had a backup quarterback come in and throw for four hundred and five yards, and, uh, and and beat the Bengals fresh off of of the beating that they put on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, I, I thought that was just crazy in itself. I got to tip my hat to to, to the Jets. Uh, was it Mike? Um, uh, I'm trying to blank on this last. Mike White. Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike White. Mike White. <laughs> Mike White went in and balled out. Um, I don't think anybody expected that. Actually, I picked up the uh, the Bengals defense on uh, on for for Fanduel purposes, thinking you know they was just gonna 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 walk over the Jets and. That did not happen at all. The Jets, you know, turned that thing around. They were down, came back in that game. Mike White, you know, was absolutely amazing in that game. I don't know what New York Jets team that was, but whatever team that was, that's the team that need to be there for the rest of the season. Uh, Zach Wilson better look out because, you know, wins, you know, wins change things. You know, in, in in New York City, the fans will turn on you really fast, especially if there's another guy that done replaced you and not only did he throw for four hundred and five yards, uh, but also got the got the W against a, a a very good Cincinnati Bengals team, a team that just last week we were giving praises to. 
um, you know, talking about how how you know they were the real deal. You know, they'll they'll probably make the playoffs. But you know, now you go in and, and you get beat down by the Jets like that. I'm, I might have to take back some of what we said last week. Yeah, I'm disappointed in the Bengals. We we threw a lot of praise on them last week. Uh, I know specifically myself. I really thought that that was a statement win last week, and it kind of announced to the rest of the AFC that we are here to make noise. We're not just here to be a part of the conversation. Um, they had the the lead position to win the AFC North after last week's win. Mm-hmm. Now we got to kind of come back down off them a little bit, and we got to realize that you know they're still a very young team that's that's learning how to win. I think the most disappointing thing was was how their defense played. Um, the Jets all year offensively have struggled to move the ball specifically and scoring the ball. Mm-hmm. And then you let them put up 34 points on you last week. When you look at what you did against a really good Baltimore offense the week before, it had only scored 17 points against you. Uh, Mike White made his, making his first NFL start. That was, that was a little uh, shocking. And I, I got to speak personally on some selfish reasons. I, I said the Bengals would be my 401k pick of the week. I announced that on, on last week's episode of the Sanchez show. And then you guys give up 34 points and lose. And when they were up 17-7, almost going into halftime, I'm like, oh, this looks even better than I thought. It's, it's a lock. Yeah. And somehow it fell apart from them. Um, I don't know where you go if you're the Bengals. I think you got to kind of regroup a little bit and figure out, again, you're a young team. You had a letdown. You probably was feeling yourself a little bit too much. But you're right, Trip. That was the most shocking game of this past week in terms of contender against a pretender. Those other games I mentioned, those were teams that were fringe contenders. Obviously the saints now they're five and two, the Patriots mm-hmm. go to four and four. So we weren't too shocked that they could go in and win those games against really good teams in the Chargers and the Buccaneers, but for the jets for one, a team with one win to come in and win that game. That was shocking. I will say this though. I don't think Zach Wilson's in trouble. They've invested. He's their future there. They're going into this upcoming offseason, not only with their first round pick, which is going to be a high one, but they also have that Seattle first round pick, which is probably going to land in the top 10. So I think they're still going to build it around Zach Wilson. But kudos to Mike White for stepping up and being ready to go on short notice like that. Absolutely. The the only other major surprise uh, this weekend was the the Saints-Buccaneers game. Obviously going in, the Bucs were the favorite to win that game. I had the, the the Bucks winning that game. Um, I thought it would be competitive though, just because it's a division game. Um, and you know, last year the, the the Saints got them, you know, a couple of times uh, during you know during the regular season. But you know, just not having Drew Brees anymore, they they're kind of still figuring out how they move forward uh, with the franchise. Um, is is Jameis Winston Winston the long term solution? Um, I don't know. I think they still gonna they're still working on that as well. But I think the the biggest surprise though was that you know the the Saints were able to to not only hold on in that game but actually to continue to to, to go punch for punch uh, with with Tom Brady in in one of the most high powered offenses in football with the backup quarterback with Trevor Simeon in the game. Um, you know, the defense stepped up, the offense, uh, you, you know, stepped up and did their thing. Travis, Travis Simeon, you know, he, he did, he did pretty good in that game. I'm not going to say, you know, he's, he's, he's pro bowl caliber, all pro, anything like that, but he did, uh, help the, the saints get a very big win just because you don't want to fall too far behind, uh, Tampa Bay who, you know, only had one loss coming into, into that game. And then now you, you know, you take into account, the uh the fact that now you know 
you got those tiebreakers. You know, so this is actually a very big win for 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 New Orleans. How they how they you know continue moving forward? I can't say just of now. Only thing I do know is that they will not have Jameis Winston back, uh, which you know which sucks for him. It it almost cost me in fantasy football, um, but fortunately my my guys you know did pretty well around him, and he still had a, had, had a little decent twenty points before he actually uh, got hurt in that game because he had already ran for like forty yards, threw a touchdown. Uh, in that game, um, but I, yeah, but I was I was surprised by that one. I was surprised by you know the defense, and and I think I was most surprised by Tom Brady because I got to put this one on Tom Brady. Anytime you throw a pick six to 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 end the game, I got to put the blame on you. I'm sorry, and you know that's my guy, but I got to put the blame on Brady. Yeah, I wasn't too well. I'll I'll word it this way: I picked the Saints to win this game beforehand. I thought, as you mentioned, looking back at last year, the Saints played them really well in the three matchups. They beat them two times in the regular season, and they were up 10 points in that playoff game before Drew Brees threw a really bad interception that kind of changed the complexion of that game. So I thought the Saints were going to be very competitive and had a legitimate shot to win this game. Obviously, I didn't think they could win this game if Jameis went out, and I think that's the, the shocking part of this, that Tampa Bay, you and I have both said this defense has to be better. This defense, if they want to take that that step to be a repeat champion. If they want to get back to where they were at last year, this defense has to be better. And it showed yesterday, Trevor Simeon had not taken a snap in three years. Trevor Simeon had six career starts. He's a guy who obviously had not been taking reps with the first team offense. So for him to come in and just be as comfortable as he was against that defense, that to me has got to be the most shocking thing of that game. And that's the one thing that if I'm Tampa Bay, that's what I'm highlighting in a film study that look, there's no way that that guy should have been that comfortable with that offense against us. We're a Super Bowl defending champion returning our whole defense. He should have had more trouble moving the ball. He should not have been comfortable getting down the, down the field on us, getting scoring drives. Even at the end of the game, I thought uh, Sean Payton's play calling was a little sketchy. But nonetheless, Trevor Simeon still got him down there that led to the field goal. Like, that should that should not have even been play. And then, as you mentioned, it ends off with, with Brady throwing a pick six. Brady struggled against that defense a couple times last year, so I'm not too surprised with that. But I do agree with you. In that moment, you're getting the ball back with a minute 40 left. Everyone and their mother would put all their money on Tom Brady and think, all right, he's going to drive him down the field and at least get him to a field goal. Before the interception, the play before that, it almost got picked off as well. So Tom Brady and those guys, they got some things they got to work out. But ultimately, Tampa Bay's defense, if they really want to become a back-to-back champion – that to me is where they got to get stronger because you cannot have guys like Trevor Simeon who are are journeymen and bounce around the NFL be able to be that comfortable and just move up and down the field on you. That's where they got to get better. Absolutely. And shout out to, uh, to Marshawn Lattimore because you know, he did, he did a a really great job um, in in pretty much in in all of the matchups. He's really, you know, been that guy on the defensive end of the football, uh, you know, for, for the new Orleans saints. So big shout out to Marshawn Lattimore. And the Saints, man, that's a huge, huge win because now you close that gap a little bit between you guys and and, and the Bucks in that division. I still got the Bucks winning that division. It's, but, yeah, it's the Bucks division. Yeah, but listen, you need these you need these type of wins. You know what I mean? Everything is close for the Bucks. They have to be careful uh, because you know they, you mentioned there was a big trade. Um, that went down uh, today with Von Miller, who has been one of the best linebackers in football for maybe the past eight eight seasons. 
um, Super I think Bowl. More than that, maybe, but maybe, yeah. maybe even more than that. <laughs> Super Bowl with the with the Broncos. Uh, you know, and, and Peyton Manning uh, when he was there. Um, him going to to L.A. to play for a Rams defense that's arguably already the best defense in football, and now you pair him up <laughs> with with Aaron Donald, and then you have Jalen Ramsey. So now you got your front line, the linebacker corps, and the secondary that that all have top defensive players at that at that um, at their um, positions. It's going to to be very interesting the second half of the season. I don't know, man. I think that Devon Miller trade might just push the the, 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 the the Rams into being the favorites to come out of the NFC. I agree. Uh, I, I think highly of this Ram defense already. Uh, Von Miller, as you mentioned, in last eight years, I think even more than that because he was voted to the All-Decade team for the 2010s. Yeah. Um, he's the current leader, active leader, in terms of sacks at 110 sacks. Uh, he was the MVP of a Super Bowl. He is a game wrecker in itself. And then you put him with arguably the best defensive player in the game in Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. And now offensive linemen are not getting any sleep on Saturday night knowing they got to face these two guys. Yep. Oh, by the way, you got the best cornerback in football behind him and Jalen Ramsey to the point where the Rams know you're not even going to throw to Jalen Ramsey. So now they got to get creative and put him in a slot and put him other places to see if you'll even throw his direction because nobody throws to him when he's on the outside of the field. You know, he, he's shown that time in, time out, whether he's against Hopkins DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams, any top receiver, he holds his own and wins those battles nine times out of ten. So I think they're they're right on that level. I think they have slightly surpassed the Bucs. As we talked about a few weeks ago, they physically dominated the Bucs when they played them this season. And now you add an edge pass rusher like Von Miller to go with Aaron Donald. It, it's going to be tough. They're 7-1. They've got the inside track. To, to winning not only their division, but also being the number one overall seed. With Arizona losing right now, they're technically in a tie for the division, but I think the Rams are slightly better. Yeah. And you add a game record like Von Miller, it's I, trouble for the NFC, man. Yeah, and, and I think ultimately, I think the, the Rams do win uh, the second matchup against Arizona. We talked about that before, coming off of a, a you know a, a big emotional game Versus the, the Buccaneers, you know, being a Super Bowl champion and, you know, maybe even the, the, the guys that you'll wind up seeing later on in the season, you know, which is also why when I spoke about the tiebreakers earlier with the Saints and the Buccaneers, now the Rams already have the tiebreaker against the Bucs. Ain't no second game against the Buccaneers uh, this season. So th- if if, the, if things, you know, continue the way they are and the Rams wind up finishing, you know, they're going to be the ones at home throughout this entire uh, playoff run, you know, which which could be, you know, listen, it's, it's hard to go on the road in the playoffs and come up with those wins, especially when you have a defense that can really control the game. When you talk about, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey, a, a cornerback that, you know, not too many quarterbacks are even trying to even, they don't even think about throwing in his direction. You know what I mean? Now, again, like you said, now you have, you have they might have already had one of the top lines in football with Aaron Donald there. But Von Miller, man, that is going to be such a huge addition for that defense. I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if there's, if there's a team right now that's going to be able to stop that, especially if you got Cooper Cup uh, still playing the way he's playing on, on offensive end of the football. Matthew Stafford, you know, people forgot just because of how Lions, the Lions have been, you know, so bad, you know, for this. I mean, ever since I, I would probably say since really since Calvin Johnson – uh, junior retired from the team 
they you know they have been a bottom of the barrel team. They had the uh, the winless season uh, a couple of years ago that you know that he was also a part of a part of that regime. But Matthew Stafford is actually a really good quarterback. He's definitely above average uh, in in the NFL. And now he's just he's happens to be in a great situation where he has protection, where he has a couple of different weapons uh, at that wide receiver position. Um, you know they have a decent a, a decent running attack, um, but they they are going to definitely be the team to beat. Um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that rematch with the Cardinals, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, the the NFC West is really good. Um, we got to see what that rematch looks like. But as you mentioned, I I don't know how you block that front four now because we've seen already highlights of Aaron Donald getting triple team yeah. just to keep him away from the quarterback. And if you got a triple team Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. I, that means that means Von Miller's getting one on ones yeah. because on the opposite end of him, you got Leonard Floyd, who's a respectable pass rusher as well. So somebody is going to get one on ones and somebody's going to even get unblocked at times to get to the quarterback. It's going to be very tough. Uh, but I agree. I think the Rams are really, really good, man. Uh, the NFC as a whole, I think, is really, really good because we see Green Bay playing some really good football. Arizona looks good. The Bucks are still a very good team, despite what happened yesterday. And then you got, you know, obviously the Cardinals, you got the Rams. So it's, it's solid over there, man. Uh, another guy that we expected to hear traded at the deadline was Deshaun Watson. Now we're hearing he won't be traded Trip, what do we make of this? Because there was a lot of talk that he, Miami was in the mix. They were going to trade for him. But we know he has the legal issues. You and I have both said we kind of got to let this process play out to really know where he stands. Uh, on the surface and, and purely football, mm-hmm. he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the game. He's one of the best young talents in the game. Yes. But off the field, we know that kind of takes away from what he brings to your team. So what do we make of the fact that he's not being traded? So... I was doing some homework uh, earlier today in regards to Deshaun Watson. Um, did you use your number two pencil? I did. I definitely did. You're doing homework. Got to use your number two. All right. Yeah, just in case you got to erase. I don't, I don't like using whiteout. Um, so, so yeah, so I was doing my homework. I was doing some reading. And so what's been going on is, um, so basically the Texans, there was something in place. There was a deal in place with Miami but they decided that they wanted to up the ante because they were seeing that uh, Deshaun Watson was was um, beginning to settle a lot of the the cases. So now they went back and said, "Oh well, hold on. If he's settling, maybe he's that means he's not going to be in trouble. He might not have to, you know, you know, jail time might not even be on the table. So we can go back to his original trade value, which is, you know." Out of this world for a a, a quarterback it's, of Deshaun Watson's caliber, it, it's you know, a one of one because we've yeah. never we've never encountered this situation yes. of a quarterback in his prime at this age yes. who was still under contract on the market. Yes, so they felt because of that they they needed to get more in return uh, for Deshaun Watson, which you know, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, we you know you and I both know this is it's a it's a business. You know the NFL is a, is a, is big business, and if I'm if I'm the the the, the ownership group, or if I'm if I'm the GM in in Houston, um, I'm not I'm not just giving away Deshaun Watson for pennies on a dollar. Um, and anything if and if you're not getting the max value for Deshaun Watson, which is a huge haul that you could possibly I'm talking about three four, uh. 
first rounders, maybe even a position player or two. The the the, the return for Deshaun Watson when there's nothing outside of football or nothing inside of football bearing down on him, bringing that value down is so high that I can't just give him away. If I've now I'm seeing there's going to be some differences and what's going on with, with, with his case, obviously um, if you guys have been following the John Watson, you know, he has several sexual assault uh, allegations. Um, but if he's settling those cases outside of court and, you know, now that trade value kind of, kind of goes back up. And, you know, the Texans said, whoa, we got to slow this thing down. He's under contract with us for another couple of years. It doesn't matter if we we trade him right now, if we trade him at the end of this season, if we trade him at the beginning of the next season, or if we trade him before the trade deadline next season, it doesn't matter. Oh, and guess what? He's not playing for us right now, so, you know, it doesn't even it doesn't matter anyway. He's not going to get back on the field anyway. They don't really care about that. It's about maximizing what you can get in return for for Deshaun Watson, who is probably a top five player in football, and he's young and he hasn't even scratched the surface on his prime yet. So you got to yeah. maximize. Yeah, it's one of the things I'm on record as saying that when this whole rumor started about the trade. My biggest intrigue was, all right, so what's the package for him? Because if you're getting a King's ransom, right, we know in the offseason Philly was offering Jalen Hurts along with a bunch of number one picks, and the Texans were willing to say yes, but Deshaun shut it down and said, I don't want to go to Philly. <laughs> so to me, it, 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 you know, I don't want to laugh at Philly, but he said no. He said hey, It is what it is. He but, said no. You know, it it is what it is. But to me, that what that made me feel like was like, all right, so these legal issues are going to get taken care of. Because if you're able to get multiple number ones and Jalen Hurts, who was a high number two, that means both teams understand that he's going to be ready to play next year, barring a a short four-game suspension. And and granted, that four-game suspension may have even come this season, but the Texans have not suited him up or played him, so that's why he hasn't officially been suspended. So to your point, now that the Texans know that he's settling with the majority of these women, Oh, by the way, the NFL has only been able to speak to 11 of these women. For whatever reason, the other half of these women have not been willing to speak to the NFL. I don't want to say that these women are making up the story. I don't want to say that the NFL is doing everything they can to speak to these women. But the fact that the NFL has only spoke to half these women, we can't ignore that. We can't ignore the fact that the NFL is trying to investigate it. And for some reason, only 11 of them have been willing to speak with the NFL. So. If I'm a team, like you said, trading for him, and I feel like, hey, if he settles those cases and we know the NFL is only going to spend him for four games, then we still made off because we're getting a guy at 26, 27 years old who's one of the premier quarterbacks in a game who can carry our franchise, who was carrying the Texans franchise, and now all we got to do is get him in our system and see what happens. So. Yeah, you're right. I think that's what really changed this thing for the Texans. They're looking at it and they're saying, all right, so if he's settling, maybe he's going to be ready to play next year. And we just can't give him away to you. We can't give you this guy who's an MVP caliber quarterback for just a couple of second and thirds. We need more picks. We need more starting caliber players right now. I think ultimately we still revisit this trade come the offseason, though, Trip. He's already said he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I think the Texans are moving in a different direction. Yeah, I think so. I, I think what is, 
I think he's going to get moved. It just it doesn't make sense right now. Um, if he's settling out of uh, of those cases and he's not going to actually be in trouble with the law, and we're only talking about now maybe a suspension from the NFL, you know, then that that changes the ball game. In which case, you know, again, you know, the Texans traded away the bulk of their of their draft picks already, so they really don't have they can't maneuver in the draft at all. So if you're going to trade Deshaun Watson, you gotta go to where you can get the most for him. Um, you gotta look at who's coming out of college this this draft and the following draft to see. All right, I need to kind of think about where I can position, you know, and, and and send this guy so that I can get one of those top picks in return. And the, you know, and which kind of sucks, you know, in that. That um, th- that too is because Deshaun Watson has that no trade clause. So you kind of you really have to be meticulous with where you're trying to send him because you're gonna have to send him to a place where he's gonna approve the, one approve the trade, and then two, you know you you don't want to send him to a place where th- you know the the draft picks ain't gonna mean anything that you get back. You know I mean I know it's football, so even later first round picks still get you a lot. But if you're trying to get a quarterback of the future to replace Deshaun Watson, you're going to need a top five draft pick in the next within the next two years. So and that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, because you don't because you really don't know. Because even let's say you trade him, you trade him to the Eagles. Let's just say he would have went to the Eagles when that trade was was on the table. You trade him to the Eagles, he automatically turns them into a team that could win the division because now right. he becomes the best quarterback in that division. So. Now you know a team where where maybe you could have you could have got a top five pick, that changes now to now maybe you those draft picks are only going to get you around fifteen sixteen, and you know who knows because this is this is one of the top quarterbacks in football. So if you put him in a place where he has a solid offensive line, where he has at least one top receiver, at least you know a a, a good running back, maybe a solid tight end, you know he could. Go on a little bit of a run, he could at least win one playoff game for you, which now means now you're talking about maybe 17, 18. If we're talking about, you know, in, in the draft, right? Order. So you the, really the picks don't look as nice now, exactly. So you really have to be meticulous. That's why, you know, even in the NBA, more so than the NFL, just because you know, once once you kind of get to late in the first round, going into the second round, the, the talent level, there's, there's a huge drop. You know what I mean? And it's like, so when you get these, when you see these trades for all these picks and you're like, wait a minute, if I'm trading a superstar to this team, these picks ain't going to be worth as much because they're probably going to gonna turn into a playoff team with this guy that I'm sending to them. So you got to keep that into in, in, in mind as well. Um, but I like I said, I get it. This is a business. And if he's settling, that means they don't have to settle. It is what it is. Right. Right. And, and, and as you mentioned, I mean, if you're trading him to a place where they have the pieces in place already, now again that that number one that first round pick I should say doesn't have the same shine on it anymore. Yeah. So I, I will say this uh, on behalf of the Colts delegation, we're willing to give up three first round picks and players right now, but yeah. they'll never trade them to the Colts because it's the same division. Uh, yeah, but that thing, that's how I feel about them. We'll take them. We'll take them in New York. Listen, the Giants could definitely y'all can have Danny Dom's. And you throw him in. We got the Giants got some solid. They gonna want Saquon too. They gonna want Saquon too. Listen, and I'm and I feel bad saying this, (laughs) Derek. I love Saquon, 
But if he can't stay healthy, he ain't gonna be no good for us, no way. So if it takes Saquon for us to get Deshaun Watson, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, you know what? Go ahead, man. I've, I mean, I haven't picked Saquon in fantasy football in, in two two years, two and a half years. So, hey, <laughs> you know, hey, 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 listen, hold on, hold on. A, a top notch quarterback is far more valuable than a good running back. Absolutely. No disrespect to Saquon. He hasn't been healthy. Saquon is a very good running back. Yeah. But he hasn't been healthy. So his production puts him more in a good class. Exactly. If he can stay healthy, but, he could be right. he could be he could be the he, best. He can be one of the better players football, in the league. But he can't but stay healthy. Ultimately, right. A high caliber quarterback is far more valuable yeah. than a a good running back. Um before we transition off the NFL, two two notes we want to make. First and foremost, man, shout outs and thoughts and prayers with uh, Calvin Ridley. He came out and mentioned uh, he's taking a little break from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's dealing with some mental health issues. As we've addressed before in the past, we never take that lightly. And I commend the young man, um, you know, for whatever he's dealing with off the field, get yourself right. It's a it's a very uh, tough sport to play already physically. Mm-hmm. So mentally, when you're dealing with some things or you got some things going on, Take your time, bro. Get yourself right. Get back on the field. We we think you're one of the better receivers in the league, but get yourself right. And, you know, I take that one personally because that's Alabama right there. That's that's another. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, a, that's another member of the home team. So with Calvin Ridley, when I saw that one, I was proud of him for for for, for speaking his truth and taking the time away to to get the help that he may need. Even, even if it's just I need to just take two, two, three weeks off and be at home with my family. Even if it's just that at a minimal, um, you know, we talk about mental health a lot on the show. Big shout out to, uh, to coach D. Um, you know, she was on last week's show with us when we, we really went in depth on, uh, on mental health and mental wealth. You guys should definitely, uh, check out the, the interview with coach D. Um, it's, it's, it's on YouTube right now. And uh, if you want to listen to the audio, you can listen to that. You know, you guys know we're on on pretty much every major streaming platform. Um, but you know, mental mental health is is nothing to joke about. You know, we don't speak about it enough. At, you know, as a whole, um, not just on real fans, real talk. You know, we speak about it a fair amount, but even you know, we could speak about it a little bit more, just because it's so important for for us to be to to be mentally healthy, mentally wealthy. Um, you know, we don't we don't take the time that we need sometimes to really check in with with our friends, with our family members, just to see what's going on. How just how how your day is going could be the difference in in somebody, you know, in in, in their mental in their mental health. Just just that, just you asking somebody how was their day could make the difference in them going into a state of depression or you know doing some doing something else. So I'm I'm very proud of Calvin really for speaking his truth and taking that time. I hope that you know I hope he takes however long it takes for him to get things back in order. Take as much time, um, you know, as as you need. I I really hope that the that the Falcons support um support him a thousand percent with this because again mental health is is no joke. Um, so and and if he's saying that he needs it, you know, then I. I think you know you gotta you gotta support that, especially when we're talking about one of the one of the top young wide receivers um, in, in in football right now. You want to make sure that your, that your guys is good. You know, show show that show that love to your players, man, because they're the ones that's 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 filling them seats up for you. So if they're telling you if they're reaching out and telling you they're in need, you know, then help them out. Absolutely, I agree. Um, 
we applaud the young man for being brave enough to say he needs a break and that he's dealing with some issues. A few weeks ago, when the Falcons made the trip to London, he stood home. At the time, it was just listed as personal reasons. And then now we see, you know, he, he's still dealing with something. So I hope all is well, man. Um, one of the things that we forget, and you kind of highlighted it too, is, you know, these are young men who, who are dealing with a lot. You know, it's easy for us to critique and criticize what they're doing on the field, but these are young men with families, with girlfriends, with sons, with daughters. They got a lot going on away from the field. And sometimes they may need a break, too. And it's like, look, this might be overwhelming. You know, I, I'm not saying this because we personally know what he's dealing with. But again, the fact that the young man is brave enough to speak up and say, look, I need some time away from the sport. Obviously, we know he loves the game. Yeah. The fact that he's he's brave enough to say I need a little time away. We, we got to applaud that and, and wish him the best, man. So I hope all is well with him. Um, another gentleman that we don't hope all is well with, uh, SMD, uh, John Gruden. We, we got to throw that out there, bro. We're we going to keep it a buck. Uh, we, we ain't buying nothing. You selling, John. Uh, uh, he, he plans on or, or now he's he, he's been speaking with some people about possibly bringing litigation against the NFL. I don't know what this litigation would be because obviously there's seven years worth of email against you. Yeah. But it is new. So we got to speak about it. John Gruden is talking about suing the NFL for racist and homophobic and misogynistic comments that he made. Yeah. Not that the NFL made, but that he made that ultimately led to him losing his job. Yeah. When I, when I saw this, I was confused by it because I'm like, all right, uh, John Gruden, you got caught red-handed. <laughs> you, you you sent these emails out where, you know, like you said, man, there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, racial uh, epithets up in there. You know, you, you, you're misogynistic, you're homophobic uh, emails, and now you're trying to sue the, the NFL. I don't understand what you're suing for. Um, they already, I mean, they already said they were going to work on some type of 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 buyout in regards to the the forty million dollars that they that the, the the Raiders owe you, um, but it's not even like you're talking about the the Raiders because you didn't he didn't they didn't say anything about the Raiders because I mean him and the owner are, are um you know actually cool. You're talking about the league. We're talking about Roger Goodell. Um, like, are you mad that the people found out that 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 you that you you know might be a little racist, might be a little homophobic, you know, might be a little sexist? Are you mad at that and? So you want to sue the NFL? Um, at this point, everybody already knows your character and, and and who you are. So you know, I don't I don't understand where you're going with this whole lawsuit thing. I I mean, realistically, I don't even know if he even what kind of case would you bring forward in this in this situation? Like, because it's not it's not like you could say a slander because these are actually your emails. So you you can't go that route. So I'm confused as to what you would. You know what you be, would even be taking them to court for, and that's why I started this segment by saying SMD because I I don't know what you would be suing. First of all, the fact that you're suing as opposed to being apologetic, yeah, speaks to who you are and speaks to your character because you should be apologetic first and trying to explain to people that I was so wrong and everything I was writing in those emails, and I hope that at some point you can forgive me yeah. for for me being so wrong as a person. But instead you say, I'm going to take litigation against the NFL 
for exposing emails that shows you to be the person that you are. I, I just don't get it. Um, I will say the one thing out of this, and, and again, we spoke about it, it's on record. And though I don't, I'm not a supporter of the Raider organization or Mark Davis, because as, as I said, he personally sought out John Gruden as his next head coach. I do agree with one statement he made, and that was release all of the emails. Because we've turned this into solely about John Gruden when the original investigation was on the Washington football team. Yep. And so we have not seen any of those emails. We have not seen anything come from those emails aside from John Gruden being exposed as a racist and, and being fired or, or resigned because he's going to still get some of that. He's going to get a majority of that money. But if the investigation was on, on the Washington football team, I want to know what caused you to investigate that organization. Yeah. And I want to see those emails. You got over a half a million emails. Yeah. You can't tell me all of those emails are on the up and up because there would be no investigation if they were all on the up and up. Exactly. So release the emails, allow us to see what's in those emails and those correspondence between members of the front office and members from other front offices. I want to know. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to know. I said, you know, when we first spoke about this uh, two two weeks ago, you know, I said from there, I I want to I want the, the the guys that were on the receiving end of those particular emails that he sent out. If there's anyone who is currently holding a a, a position in the NFL right now that was on the receiving end of that email, if there if if there wasn't a response saying saying whoa whoa this is um, I don't know where you're going with this, but this is not how we talk. If I, if there wasn't nothing like that. I want to know who was receiving those emails. What was the response when he's saying what he's saying in those emails? You know, I need to, there's, there's, there's so much more information, um, you know, and we, you know, again, we know the good old boys club in the NFL, you know, people, people, you know, a lot of people going, 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 going to have to be exposed uh, behind this, but these are, these are things that we need to know. We, we want to see if there's something going on, Behind the scenes that you know that's that 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 we should know about, I I really would like to see it because I want if there's if there's a if there's an owner out there on that Donald Donald uh, Sterling stuff, he needs to go, and we need to know who these people are. You know, everybody want to talk about this cancel culture. This right here is what you should be canceling people for. This type of stuff right here. Any 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 time you know you you showing racist. Sexist, homophobic behavior; those are things that that you should be, you know, canceled for. We everybody want to talk about the Dave Chappelle special? No, no, no. This right here, this is this is things that you should be canceled for. So I I really want to see the rest of those emails. I want to see what's going on. Like you said, they're not investigating the Washington football team for no reason. So out of those couple hundred thousand uh, emails that they got, whatever the number is, I want to know. I want to see what's up. Absolutely. Release those emails. Let us see what's going on um, and allow the criticism and backlash to fall where it should fall. Yeah. With that being said, Trip, I, I want to lighten the mood. I want to lighten the mood, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've known each other for six years. Mm -hmm. And let, let's talk some NBA because I just want to know in the six years you've known me, you've never thought this day would come. But... <laughs> It, the, the day has not come yet, Eric. It hasn't come. No, the day has come. No. The day has come. 
Do you have a cup with you? Is is there a cup? As, as you can see by my eyes, I, I've been I've been celebrating all all day, and we're only a week I'm, into the season. I'm drinking water. Today. Oh, I'm dr- I'm oh staying. yeah, that's great. You're staying hydrated. You gotta stay. Yeah. You gotta stay hydrated because there's a big fight coming up this weekend that you and I we're gonna talk about it on another episode. It's a big fight coming up this weekend. <laughs> but as you can see, I, I've been celebrating. Yes. Because there's a particular team in yeah. New York City that's number one in the Eastern Conference. Yes. Sir. And there's a particular team in New York City that's eighth. In the, in the Eastern Conference. And you would have never guessed <laughs> yes, that this day would come. Yes, Eric. But have it's here, moment. Trip. Have your moment, Eric. The best. I'm going to have my moment, Trip. I'm going to have it. You ain't got to tell me because I'm going to have my moment. All right? The all right. best team in the Eastern Conference resides in Madison Square Garden, Trip. The New York Knicks are back, baby. We're back. And I know it pains your heart to, to give us our kudos. But you got to give us our kudos. All right, so we're the number one team. No, no, no. we're the number one team, Trip. No, no, I'm we're already listen. planning the parade, Trip. Okay. We're planning the parade as we speak. The, I think Knicks fans have already had their parade after they they won uh, against the, when they beat the Celtics in overtime. That was only one game. Oh, no. What about when we beat Philly? Listen, we we plan a parade for every team we beat. Every team we beat, we plan in a parade, Trip. And this every is- team. This is what happens when teams are not used to to winning. Listen, shout out to the They should have never gave us no wins, Trip. Shout out, shout they should have never gave us no wins, Trip. Shout out to the Knicks. Don't give us no, they're, they're trip. no wins. They're, they're, doing, they're doing well right now, right? Now, I will, I will say this, though. Just because, you know, I sent you the video I sent you earlier with the, like, the Knicks fans going crazy outside of the garden. Y'all have to calm down. Okay. No. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta, no. Y'all gotta calm it down. No. Let me. Let me. All right. Let me say this. Right. So, I, y'all, you guys, you guys are five in in, in one. Right. I'm. I'm only. I'm only going to give you credit for the Sixers and for the Celtics win because those are the only two playoff teams that y'all faced. Okay. Orlando. No. Is no. Trash. No. 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 You're not. Orlando, no. 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 Orlando you're not going to do that. Uh, New Orleans is playing without without Zion right now. Okay, the Bulls are are, are 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 mediocre. The Bulls were undefeated when we beat them. Who did they play? We gave the Bulls their first loss. They didn't play anybody as of yet, so I'm not listening. No, 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 You ain't going to do that. You're not going to do that, Chuck. You're not going to. Listen, the Knicks are in first place right now. I'm going to give them their credit. They are 5-1 right now. They're playing really good basketball, right? I'm, I'm going to give you that. All I'm saying is be humble. In the words of, of of our good friend from over the bridge, uh, Mike Larry from Rucker Park, famous announcer. All right, you got you got you got to stay humble right now. It's it's early in the season. You guys are, are five and one right now. You're doing great, but it's still early in the season. I had the same discussion with with and I go through this every year with Knicks fans and 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 Mets fans. I go through this. I have to go back and forth with my dad. I have to let him know as well. Listen. Be humble. Calm down. Because I remember at the beginning of the last baseball season, the Mets were started off smoking, cooking out the Whoa, game. Whoa, I'm not. I can't allow you to do this because now you're trying to take a jab at me. I'm not taking a jab at you. Throwing the Mets. Don't throw the Mets I'm in this just, conversation. You, the Mets I'm, have nothing to do with this I'm conversation. I'm telling you about the conversation that I had with my dad. And I listen, to shout out to your dad. We rocking for the same cause, man. But you're not about to do that. Don't throw saying, the Mets in this conversation. I'm just saying, Knicks fans and Mets fans, they. They have their they have their championships very early, and I just want you guys to be humble so that you don't get hurt. You know, like we don't have to be humble because we were the fourth seed in the East last year, so we're on the up and up. We're climbing up. That was the end of the season. We're in the we have only been a, it's only been it's a, a, week. It's a carryover from last season. 
I'll, listen, I hope y'all don't lose in the. Let first me ask round you a question. Let me ask you a question. I just want to say that you feel good about the Lakers. I know. I know you got a a, a short term lease with the Lakers. Do you feel good about the Lakers? I, I mean, I think ultimately they'll they'll finish with a championship. I do. I do feel confident about that. Um, do you feel good about them as a playoff team? I'm not talking championship. They got they got the they got one of the greatest players of all time, LeBron James. Yeah. I don't think he's the best player right now, but he's definitely in the top three discussion. Do you feel good about them as a playoff team? Yeah. Why? I'm, I'm, it's, 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 they struggling a little early, right? They trying to figure themselves out. It's the beginning of the season. and Well, the Knicks look good. And we feel great about how we are doing right now. It's not how you and, start, and though. It's clicking. how you finish. We're going to finish. We good. We finish baby. where? Okay, so hold on. We let me, good. All right, all right, all right. We got to stop this right now, okay? Let me, let me, no, let we're not stopping anything. We're going We're going two forward. questions. Are the, are the Knicks a championship team right now? Because they're starting off five and one, are they? Championship I don't like team? your attitude. I'm gonna tell you right I'm now. Just first and foremost, I don't, I don't like they, your attitude. I see they, where you're going. Are they not a championship team? I see the I, I see the pessimism in, in your in your voice, and I don't like okay, your attitude. Let me let me, first let me, let me I'm gonna retract that question. I'm gonna take it to, to, to here. Are they an Eastern Conference championship team? I'll I'll give you that one. I'll ask you that question. Well, can I, they I'll can say they this. at least win the East? All right, is Kyrie coming back? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just follow up questions. You know I'm a good I'm a good defensive attorney. I don't know if Kyrie is coming back. I haven't spoken to right. Kyrie to see if is, he's going to get back. Is Ben Simmons coming back? Ben Simmons is probably not going to return to Philly. So we're right in the mix, baby. We're right in the mix. So the, we so, could be right on. there in the Eastern Conference Finals. So the Knicks, right there. So you're telling me that the Knicks can beat the Bucks to win the Eastern Conference? I just want to know. Is what you're is saying. uh well listen yeah because if if Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and, and Brooke Lopez aren't playing yes absolutely we could beat those guys in the seven game series. Why wouldn't they be playing? Why don't all three of those guys? They didn't play. Playing? They didn't listen. They didn't play last night, and you're only as good as your last game. So that's my response, and that's and that's how I'm moving forward. You know what, Eric? I'm that's gonna it. let you. I'm gonna let you have your moment right now. I, I'm, <laughs> I just, you got this I, for all for all Knicks fans out there. It, it, you know, if you guys, you know, you guys watching over there, if you are a Knicks fan, I'm going to let you have your moment right now. You guys, I, I, you guys, ha you haven't had this in a long time. So yes. you know what? No, Enjoy no, it. I, Enjoy your moment. I'll say this. Enjoy it. All funny games, I'm joking around. Obviously, I'm I'm a diehard Knicks fan. But I will say this. There was a moment the other night when they were playing the Bulls, right? Where I'm watching them play. And I had to send a text to my man. Shout out to my homie, Leo. Big time Knicks fan, just as I am where I had to say, I can't believe how far we've come in such a short amount of time, Yeah. right? Because I remember sitting on the couch in studio, shout out to the whole crew when we was able to go in studio, when I was disappointed that we didn't draft Michael Porter Jr. Remember, we yeah, were in studio yeah, yeah, that night. Yeah. The nights that I had to sit around and be like, yo, I can't believe what the Knicks are doing. And so to see that in two years, we've at least made ourselves respectable. Yeah. That's all I asked. And, and all joking aside, we are respectable now. Now we're not an easy win for anybody. You got to play us tough. Yes. And if you see us in a playoff series, we're going to give you a fight. Depending on who you are, we might be able to beat you. That's all I ask for my team. They be expectations last battle. season. And, I mean, listen, I, I said, you know, before before you know before free agency, I said that the Knicks, I didn't think the Knicks would, would finish lower than fifth place again this season. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to put a little bit of respect on his name, but y'all, but you know, y'all just I'm telling y'all just just calm down, calm it down, just a little, just a little. We ain't calming down nothing, Trent. Just bring it down. I don't want I don't I don't. Nah, I, man. I don't want y'all to be hurt, and then next thing you're gonna be find yourself drinking 
It's gonna be another one of those long nights where you just drinking and because you 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 hurt that the Knicks, you know, got you know, went back to reality, back to their to their usual. I just Hey, I, we I, ain't gotta I, deal I, with no Kyrie saga, so we good. We hey, good on this side. We good on this side, you know baby. What? Hey, hey. What? Hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I just want to send this message out to James Harden, man. If you tired of your point guard not getting vaccinated, you know what I'm saying? If you tired of your, your star power forward missing every other night, all in the videos, come over to Madison Square Garden, man. We we building a champion over here with, with Tibbs. You know? I'm going to tell you this right now. James Harden got his own issues. He got his own demons that he got to fight right now. Because yeah, he does. He does. He does. James Harden <coughs> right now is not even looking like an all star. Let alone. Well, well let's get into that. Let's get into that. That we. He's that been we struggling he with the new rule change. Yes. A lot of guys have, but him specifically. Yes, because that's his now, bread and butter. Because we're talking about somebody that's used to ten to anywhere from ten to fifteen free throws a night. Trey Young addressed it where he said, "If you look at the numbers across the board, he didn't say Harden by name, but he said Dame Lillard." He said, Devin Booker, is this good or bad for the game? I personally think it's good for the game. But what do you think, Trey? No, listen, I love it because there's so many times where we just like, come on, man. Like, these these foul calls are getting ridiculous. Things are getting out of line. Now, I didn't think that it would affect, you know, guys this much. I mean, James Harden hasn't averaged 20 points a game since he left uh, OKC. Like, that was was the last time he averaged less than – than, than twenty, I, actually, that's probably the last time he averaged less than twenty eight. I think since since he since he left OKC, so I didn't think that there will be that much of a change in James Harden just because you know we're looking at these guys are superstars. Everybody that you mentioned is a superstar. I mean, Devin Booker, he kind of just jumped into that 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 superstar status um, last year with their with their playoff run. But all of these guys are superstars, so I didn't think that it would be. That much of a change, but you know when you—it's crazy that when you take away all of those calls, you know guys like like James Harden are really struggling. But I think James Harden has been hit the the worst um, by this rule. I'm okay with it, man. You know, let's 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 get back to that to that to that '90s style of basketball. I mean, not all of all the fights and stuff, <laughs> but as far as you know, like you 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 gotta you gotta play ball. You can't. You can't look for the bailout, and 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 that the last couple of years, we've been seeing a lot of the bailout foul calls. So the fact that they've changed that now, I think we're going to see a lot more competitive basketball. You have to kind of figure things out. I think ultimately James Harden will because he is a superstar. So I think he'll get it together. He actually had a pretty good game uh, the other night. He had like twenty eight the other night, but outside of that, he hasn't scored. He's only scored more than than twenty points uh, once. So far this season, and I think they're four and three right now, if I'm not mistaken. So out of the, out of the seven games that they've played, he's he's only scored over twenty points one time. So he's going to have to figure something out because you're not getting those them them, them, them fifteen free throws a game that you was used to getting back in Houston. You're not getting that. You're not getting those type of calls anymore. So he's gonna have to figure some things out, especially right now that there's no Kyrie Irving there. So you know they. They've been struggling to come out the game. I know they're four and three, they're above five hundred, but they've actually struggled way more than I think anybody thought they would. Because I, I mean, we we both even said even without Kyrie, they should still finish uh, in third place in the East if you got Kevin Durant and James Harden playing playing in Brooklyn. But 
right now you got you got a superstar, and you got whatever James Harden then turned into, and it's not good. They have to fix that fast because I don't see uh, any 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 homecoming for Kyrie Irving anytime soon. He hasn't spoken about being vaccinated. So I don't know if he's gonna come and be able to be the savior for for your team. So if you know James Harden, he's definitely gonna have to figure things out. Yeah, uh, I, first and foremost, I actually like the fact that the officials are not allowing the bailout. I thought it was very corny. I thought it kind of tainted the game a little bit because it does. it's like a guy could play great defense for twenty seconds at the shot clock, but because the offensive player lunches into him, now you bail him out and he gets two free throws. So I, I love that part of it. Uh, the second part of it, though, as you mentioned, Harden has to play like MVP Harden now. And I think that's what's really going to be the challenge for the Nets because when they had the three All-Stars, it was easy to say, oh, look, they're going to make the finals because all they need is two of them to play good, right? It, it almost became the cheat code where it's like, we don't need everybody to play good, but because we got three of the top 12, top 15 guys in the NBA, we just need two of them to play good and we're going to be all right. Yeah. Now... Harden's got to show us that he can be MVP Harden like we saw in Houston and can help a team really get to the finals, which has always been a big knock against them. Because in Houston, they had some opportunities and they never were able to get over the hump. He's got to show us now. I think he will adjust. But ultimately, I love where the NBA is at in terms of that, that foul call now because you can't bail guys out for lunging into defenders. Yeah. you got to make it about skill. It can't just be about, oh, I got no option now, so I'm just going to lean into this guy and find a way to get the ref to call a foul. Nah, it, to me, that that watered down the game. I think James Harden would be all right, but I love the, the direction the league is going in now. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I like it. Um, but I tell you this, he bet James Harden better turn it around soon because he'd mess around and not make the All-Star team playing like this. I mean, it, it, Harden to be there. He, he, he won't miss an All-Star weekend. If there's anybody who loves All Star Weekend, is James Harden. So he's not oh, missing out. Yeah, he might be there, but you know, as as far as getting voted on, because unless he's voted in as a, as a starter, which obviously we know we know the imbalance in that, you know, over, over the years uh, with my main man Yao Ming. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But listen, if, if it comes down to getting voted on, into the All Star game, you might not make it, James. So you you should step it up and figure some things out because. This ain't it. What's going on right now? You averaging twenty points a game. This ain't it. Yeah, I think I think he'll be all right. Uh, two bits of news before we transition over. Uh, first and foremost, Zion Williams. Zion Williamson. This looks like he's gonna be out for another two weeks. We know he's been struggling with the weight. Uh, it's a very tricky situation going on in New Orleans right now. Uh, when I looked at the world numbers the other day, Zion still ain't even played a hundred games for the Pelicans. And now he's out again. There's been rumors that he may request a trade. His camp, quote unquote, his, his family isn't really happy with the organization. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And a somewhat basketball news. We were talking about the Nets. Shout out to Jay-Z, man. The God MC. It's the rock. Got elected into the, yeah, got elected into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he shouted out Dame Dash, which I thought was a, was a, was a very classy move, man. Trip, what are your thoughts on both those topics there? All right, so first of all, with Zion uh, Williamson, uh, and, and that, the question I would ask you is, what is his trade value right now? Because he's missed so many games, because he's dealing with the with the weight issues. I mean, like, are you could are you could you really get what you should get? 
for a prospect like Zion Williamson if you did wind up, you know, trading him or, or, or looking for trades. Um, but he, he has to stay healthy, man. And he's he's going to have to come down on the weight as well because that's, I'm sure that's affecting all of these injuries, you know, a, a, as well. So he's going to be out, like you said, another two, two three weeks. Um, I hope when he comes back he's good because I like Zion. You know, he's, he's a blue devil. He went to Duke. You know that's my school, so I want him to do well. I'm, I'm happy for RJ. All my, all my, you know, my, my Duke guys right now are doing, are doing pretty good. It's just up to Zion, and you know now, you know, you gotta when you look at that draft class, John Moran is taking off already. He, he, oh, done, that's a fact. John Moran done blew way past Zion. We, you know, we're talking about he done led his team to the playoffs already. Y- y'all ain't even sniffing the playoffs in in New Orleans. You know, and they got a lot of a decent young talent. You got a, another all-star in, in, in Brandon Ingram, you know, over there. But they are not going to go anywhere if Zion Williamson cannot stay on the floor. So he's going to have to do that uh, first, and, first and foremost. He's got he's to get healthy. He's going to have to come down on the weight. And then, you know, he has to step his game up and get New Orleans over the hump and get them back to the playoffs. I don't care if it's an eighth seed. I shoot, I wouldn't even care. Even if, if you got to the play-in tournament and lost, I'd even be okay with that because I don't expect you guys to do much of anything anyway, but we got to show that improvement. We got to show a little bit of growth. We got to show progression, you know, with, with the New Orleans Pelicans. And if you are going to be the guy, the, the franchise of the New Orleans, Orleans Pelicans, you got to step it up, man. You got to show You got to show us something, you know, and, and, and if you do wind up requesting a trade and you go somewhere else, Things ain't going to change there. There's just going to be more pressure on top of more pressure on top of more pressure for you to to live up to your potential. Coming in as, as the number one overall pick in the draft, you know, we talked about Zion as being one of the most sought-after guys, you know, since LeBron James. That's how they were talking about this kid. So you have to now show and prove. We're going on, this, this is going to be uh, year three right now, you know, with, with Zion. We gotta see something, man. If not, the media is gonna is gonna start getting at you. They gonna they gonna start start getting at you crazy, Zion. So please step your game up. Do whatever you gotta do to stay in shape, to get healthy, and, and be on the court and lead your team. Um, in regards to Hove, you know the the greatest of all time, Jay Z. Uh, you know Rock Rock Nation Sports. You know former former part owner of the Nets. Um, you know getting getting um elected into the to the rock and roll. Hall of Fame, uh, which not too many rappers do, is an accomplishment, something like nothing we've ever seen before. Shout out to LL Cool J as well, who was also inducted into the uh, the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame with Hove. Um, I mean, it's the Jigga Man. What, what do you expect? And he's from Brooklyn. I'm, you know, that's, that's that 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 Brooklyn thing. You gotta love that man. He's my favorite rapper of all time. Um, so congratulations to Jay Z. Is like. Everything this man touches turns to gold. You know what I mean? So, and don't be surprised if, you know, we spoke about the Washington football team and, and, and that the trouble that, that that's you know that organization is in. Don't be surprised is, is when this thing is over, if Jay-Z ain't putting his hat in the ring to buy the Washington football team. No, that's a great point because uh, Jay already has a relationship with the league, yep. with the partnership with Rock Nation. So I think he would be at the head of the list if any organization, but yeah. let alone the, the football team becomes available um, for purchase. Especially if uh, there's pressure in terms to, of, for a minority owner. Right. 
in, in terms of Zion, man, I don't know what to make of it because on one hand, I do feel looking back on it, I actually feel a little grateful that the Knicks didn't get the number one pick in that draft because it was almost a foregone conclusion that Zion was going to be number one. Mm-hmm. And not that he personally has wrecked the Pelicans, but when you look at that organization, they should not be in a position they're in right now. No. They were able to draft Zion and flip Anthony Davis for a bunch of other young players and picks. And the fact that they're in this position now where there's already rumors that Zion is not going to resign, that David Griffin has made all these crazy trades. They're already on their second different head coach under Zion. And he hasn't even played 100 games. Almost makes you feel like, man, how, how long is this team even going to be in New Orleans? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a really bad situation there. And so he's got to get himself right. He, he Physically, he's got to get himself right to be the player that we think he can be. Because talent-wise, there's no one questioning what he can be in this league. Yeah. He he is a modern day Sean Kemp. He is a yeah. guy who can physically dominate well, the game. It's funny that you say that <laughs> because right. we know what in happened terms to Sean Kemp. Right. In Cleveland, terms of weight. And he, yeah, and, and, and he blew up. So, you know, he gets, he's he's right. got to watch that as well. Right. But, you know, when you look at that, that Pelican situation, it's like they made the trade for Ingram, for Lonzo you know, for, for, for Josh Hart. And we thought, oh, all right, they, they're on the right track. They got they got Zoe, they, they got Zion, and they got them other guys. And now you look at it and we see Lonzo developing into something in Chicago. Brandon Ingram looks like he's not really happy there, but Brandon Ingram is a fringe all-star. Mm-hmm. And then they're making all these wild trades that make you question, like, what, what direction are you guys really going? And and then you look back at him and it's like the guy can't stay in shape. He's not, he's never ready to play. So he's got to get right there. Uh, Jay-Z is, like I said, he's the God MC, man. Um, so much respect for Jay for everything he's done for the culture. Yeah. So much. And shout out to L too, you know, not, not to diminish, you know, uh, Cool J getting inducted in as well, but it is all about Jay, man. And uh, kudos everywhere. to all of them guys. Yeah. Jay's is everywhere. It is, it is, it is, it is what it is, man. That, and, and the, the crazy thing is, Eric, as I was saying, like before, that that, that I, honestly, I think the only guy who could actually probably do a versus, you know, with, with Hove would probably be LL, and they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame together. So, you know, shout out to both of those those guys, um, you know, for that man. Absolutely, man. Uh, a little bit of Major League Baseball talk. Obviously, the Astros with a big win last night, force it back for Game Six. Trip. How do you see the rest of the series playing out? They're going back to Houston. The Braves are up 3-2. Braves are very scrappy, man. They ain't, they ain't got their best player, but somehow they, they're up in this series. How does the rest of the series play out? Uh, I, it's, it's tough because now that we've, we, 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 you know, we've seen this, this come from behind because, you know, the, the Braves started off crazy with a grand slam early to, to go ahead, and a lot of people at that point said, oh, this thing is over. Braves are winning this World Series. But to come from behind like that, the way Houston did, and to win when the game was 9-5 to five or 9-4? 9-5. 9-5. Yeah, so to come back and win, that's one of those where you snatch the heart and soul out of a team. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. You did that on the road. So now when you're talking about, all right, we go back to Houston – now, our confidence is on an all-time high. Our fans, the energy is going to be crazy because of that type of win. That, that's, that's a momentum-changing win. 
right there. You spoke about Dusty uh, Baker and, and, and wanting him to get his his uh, first World Series ring. To be honest with you, Eric, I think that the win last night made that highly possible because I I'm 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 picking Houston to win uh, Game Six at home. I'm sorry, I'm picking them to win Game Six at home, and then we know once you go to Game Seven, it's anybody's game. But we're going into Game Seven with the confidence of we just finished kicking your ass in a major, major way, you know, in Atlanta when you guys were up early. You guys four zip in baseball is, is a blowout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most that's, times, yeah. Well, that's a Most blowout. times, yeah. So to come back and put up nine late in the game just lets you know, listen. We came to play nine innings. It's ain't about, and I, you know, I said earlier, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. They finish, like I said, with a heart-snatching, soul-snatching victory, and that might just be enough to carry them to a World Series victory because I don't see them losing in Game 6 in Houston. Yeah, to me, there's two major takeaways from that one. The first one is coming back off the mat. Right. You give up the grand slam in the first inning. The stadium is rocking because everyone there in Atlanta is thinking we're celebrating a World Series tonight. Mm -hmm. And the Astros chipped away for one, four, two, four, four. So that to me speaks to the confidence in that locker room that it was like, I mean, in that dugout, I should say, where it was like, look, just stay your game. The second part of it is the Braves blew a 3 1 lead last year in the playoffs. And so if you're the Houston Astros, your thought process should be, look, game six, keep it close and let's win it. Because if we win game six, the doubt is going to start to creep back into that clubhouse like, oh, my God, it's happening again. Yes. So, yes, that to me is what I'm looking for in game six. I agree. Let Altuve get hot. Right. (laughs) Altuve, Carrera, Bergman. We saw Maldonado with three RBIs yesterday. Brantley. So to me. Game six is a must win for the Braves. You cannot let it get to game seven because then at that point, yeah. that, that clubhouse starts to wonder, is it happening again? Yep. We blew a 3-1 lead last year to the Dodgers, who, oh, by the way, won the World Series. Yep. Are we blowing another 3-1 lead with the, with the World Series on the line? Game six is the, is the ultimate factor. I'm staking with my pick. I, I picked Dusty Baker and the Astros, so I'm picking them to win game six and win this series. Listen, I'm I'm not going to disagree with you because I, again I don't see them losing in Houston, and once that happens, now you know we don't take all of the confidence away from you. You guys are going to be because because again we go to Game Seven. That's it. It's just it's is right now is it's when to go home. That's it. Everybody, right. everybody and a lot of weird this. things happen in Game Seven. Exactly. So if you're Atlanta, like you said, Atlanta, you better you better do everything in your power. To close this thing out in Game Six, and you have to be like uh, with, with the Warriors when they was like, "We can still smell the champagne in the building." It better be something like that because if you go back for Game Seven to Atlanta, anything is possible. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Like I said, if they lose Game Six, they're not winning Game Seven, and it's actually in Houston. They're not winning Game Seven. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, Houston's gonna win that Game Six is the must win for either team. They plan on on being a World Series champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Yasiel Puig. He, sh- he settled out of court on a sexual assault allegation. Uh, he still maintains his innocence. It says it was consensual, but he did settle out. And then we also got uh, a little tennis news before before you shout out the sponsors. New movie coming out on Richard Williams, father of Venus and Serena. Yes. I'm interested in watching it. I know you've got a personal interest in the movie as well, Trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm a father-in-law. Uh, <laughs> you know how to go. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it does look like a, a, a great piece of art, though. 
Yeah. I, I, that's why I'm definitely interested in watching. Yeah, and I and I I think that 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 Will Smith is going to do an am, amazing job uh, playing that role. These are you know two of the, the greatest female athletes, two of the greatest athletes. Period. Um, and and then when you talk about Serena Williams, you know she might be the most dominant individual figure in sports. You know she might have had she had one of the craziest runs in sports as the most dominant figure men or man or, or, or woman so i'm actually really interested in seeing this um you know and then there's a couple other things i, I want to see because again there was you know the situation with the with the older sister um a couple of years i want to know are they going to talk about that in the in the film as well there's just this so much and when you, when you talk about you know two black women dominating the sport of tennis, the way they, the way they did, I'm, I'm so intrigued. I cannot wait for this movie to drop. I'm definitely going to be supporting that. And I mean, I just, you know, I just love, I love Will Smith as an actor. Plus, you know, he need a win right now because Jada been, been putting Will through it the last, the last couple of months. She been putting Will through it, so he need a win right now. We need something to take the focus off of Red. Uh, it was Red Table Talk. We need something to take the focus off of all yeah. of that. And everything that Jada been putting Will through the, the the recent comments, like you know, we need we need we, Will Will needs a win right now. So I'm rooting for Will in this movie. I hope the movie does well. But I'm definitely gonna um, be checking it out. Um, oh, really quick, um, if you guys haven't already, check out that Colin Kaepernick series on Netflix. It is amazing. Um, from from when I when I told you I started watching it, I breezed through it. I was kind of tight because I wanted to see I wanted to see more. I hope they do another season where they go into his colleges. Um, you know, watching that, and I was already a fan of Colin Kaepernick. You know, we've both we both supported him from from the jump and, and what he did in the NFL as far as we're taking the knee and all and all of the protesting. But when you when you watch this series, you will get a a a, a way 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 better understanding of Colin Kaepernick of his mindset of of why he did the things that he did um it is just, it's an amazing series so I definitely advise you guys to check it out if you haven't already yeah the series is amazing um there's going to be another season of that I think it just set the stage of of what took place in his adolescence leading yeah. up to college and ultimately his, his pro career um, in terms of Venus and Serena, I think the movie is going to be amazing. Um, us, listen, not just female athlete, but athlete overall. They are two of the most influential athletes yes. over the last 25 years uh, for what they did for the sport of tennis. And so I, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how the movie plays out. Obviously, Will Smith being a major actor, yeah. I think is going to do great as their dad and, and the portrayal of their dad. But I, I, I'm interested in the backstory because, as you mentioned, and to tie it with Colin Kaepernick, there are things that took place in their childhood, in their teenage years, before they became who we know them to be now yeah. that impacted who they became. And that's that's the part of the story that I'm really interested in. And the same thing with the Colin Kaepernick story. Um, you and I have, have talked about it. We haven't always agreed with the way he has maneuvered in terms of getting back into the NFL, yeah. but we've never questioned his motives as a man. And for anybody who has not watched it, uh, Colin Black and White is an amazing piece of art and really shines a light on some things 
that I think some people are very uncomfortable in, in discussing in this country. Yes. Um, as a young black man adopted by two white parents, there were things that took place in his childhood that no one wanted to talk about or no one wanted to address that and still created. Don't. Still don't. Still don't. But that created questions that he wondered about within our society and within our country that ultimately led to him protesting the national anthem. And as he always said, I'm not protesting our troops. You know, I'm not I'm not protesting our armed services. I'm just protesting the things that I continue to see take place in this country day in, day out that no one will address. Yeah. Right. That are, that so, are still going on. That is, to this day, unfortunately, here we are. 2021 on the cusp of 2022 that no one will address uh that no one is is brave enough to speak on so both those are i I expect the venus and serena king richard is the name of the movie i expect that to be an amazing piece of art and i i think colin black and white was was an amazing piece of art as well Mm -hmm. absolutely uh trip you want to shout out the sponsors though before we wrap up man yes sir really quick big shout out to uh kmart big shout out to petro home services Big shout out to the Rosado firm, and of course, big shout out to Soundview Liquors because they always keep the bar stock for us when we in the TV station. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on all our social media: uh, Twitter and Instagram at Real Fan Talk, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk. Subscribe to that YouTube channel as well: YouTube.com forward slash For the Fans Productions. We got a lot of exclusive stuff on the YouTube channel, a lot of dope interviews. Um, you guys know we've had damn near everybody on the show, um, you know, so make sure you guys check that out. If you are not in the, the New York City area on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m., and you can't watch us on Verizon 43, do not worry. You can still watch us from anywhere in the world. All you got to do is go to the website, realfansrealtalk.com, click that red button right on the homepage, and you can watch from anywhere in the world Thursday nights at 8 p.m., and uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast as well. You got the Sanchez Show podcast. You got Real Fans Real Talk podcast. And for our grown and sexy uh, crowd, you got Shooting the Shit with our brother, Sean Fontaine. Um, they are all three streaming on all major pr- platforms, iHeart, Spotify, uh, Apple, you know, so Google Podcasts. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast so you can stay in touch with everything that we are doing. Yes, sir, man. Uh, Trip, you and I will probably get together later this week because there's a big fight coming up uh, yes. this weekend. But for the time being, man, for my brother Trip Young, I am Eric Sanchez. Sanchez Show, real fans, real talk. We out of here, man. Peace. This is your African King's coming, Michael Blackson. You watching real fans, real talk. Get real with it, my son. <laughs>